That L Word Podcast. Do you need the leadership work? Can you even love? A podcast about leadership and everything that people are afraid to say out loud. Do you love yourself? Because if you ain't leading yourself, how can you lead a multi-million dollar corporation? Timer. Mother Scooter. Why? I don't know why. That was stupid. <laughs> why? I, I always ask myself the, the um, a question of why I do certain things and... I don't, I don't actually know. I don't know. No, I wouldn't accept that from anyone else. What am I doing? Hold on. Let me think about it for a second. Why do I do stupid stuff? Well, and I think there's a difference between <clears throat> the, the topic for this episode, which is going to be finding your why or uncovering your why versus why you do stuff. I think those are two different things, and that's probably a great place I don't to think start. it should be, though. Mm, okay. Your why, yo, if... My belief. Mm. Oh, let's just jump right into it. Yeah. Hello, everyone. Hey, we're going. <laughs> we're going. <laughs> let's just jump right into it. I believe if you, if you uncover your true why, that it will resonate in everything that you do. I agree with that. But why you do certain things, there might be little nuances to those. It's always nuances. Don't be trying to. That's, yeah, there's always a nuance, but at the root, like for me. I'll get straight to the point where my why is, but then I'll explain it in a few. My why is helping people feel like they're not alone, right? And, and, and everything I do, if it doesn't resonate with that, I ain't doing it. I mean, literally, I'm not going to do it. And so that's why I learned it when I'm around environments where I feel uncomfortable or people that I feel uncomfortable, I kind of step back and it's like, do they connect with my why? And then every time they don't. And that, that, that doesn't mean they're not good people, but right. it just doesn't. Re- I'm not here for. I'm not getting anything from this this relationship or this conversation because it's it's like outside of my realm. You know, um, a lot of people focus on things that don't. Oh yeah, they sports and this and this and this. I'm like, but how is that helping people? How is that creating? Uh, helping people create relations with themselves so they don't feel like they're by themselves and that they have to make do what everybody in society says they have to have to do. Um, yeah, it just it took a while though. Yeah. What, what you thinking? Well, I was I was pondering my why is to be the best human I can be and to help others do the same. But why? That's your how. No, that's my why. I don't know why. Not, and I don't I don't believe it. I just don't. To be the best human I can be? Why? That's not your why. This is different. Let's, let's, okay. let's write it down, right? This this is my this is my joint right here. Let's this is it. it. So there's why. I'm gonna write it down as I saw. I even though I already know it. How? What? Yeah, but you said your why. And was you can, so that people don't to help people not feel alone. Right. That's a how. No. Yeah. It's my why. It's why I do what I do. And that's why I do what I do. Listen to this. <laughs> this is that's what I'm trying to explain it, right? So that's the how, right? The how is, I guess it could be this episode. It could be coaching. It could be that. What is that end result that we're getting? So the end result, I guess, would be that good humans make a better world. Yes. 
So that could be, okay, so to your point, that could be my why. To make, to make my world yes. the world that I inhabit better. Okay. And I do that by being the best human I can be and then helping others do the same. There we go. We broke it down. Okay. <laughs> but I, for some, so I would ask you, did you always know? probably evolved over time and i think when you're young you don't think about stuff like that no not not in the days that we grew up i don't no. think it was a thought i was like that's jody what it you know the 60 year old jody hey man you ever thought about what your why is what's your purpose <laughs> here on this planet i probably had a totally different purpose back then <laughs> um the why is a is is a very i think it's a deeply rooted even emotional connection with yourself um because it, it you always say this and this is something that especially after doing some show notes over time um being self-aware right and you i don't i don't believe you can find out what your true why is if you're not self-aware i would agree with that 100 percent. yeah you've got to be <clears throat> dialed in to what it is and i think back to you know when we sat boards for Sailor of the Quarter, Marine of the Quarter, that kind of stuff. And you ask somebody the question, they give you kind of a rote standard answer mm -hmm. of, well, you know, to whatever, like, why do you think you should be the Sailor of the Quarter? And they, well, and they'll give you this answer that's very scripted and not coming from a genuine deep place, most of them, which is expected because they've rehearsed and they've practiced for all the potential questions and stuff like that. I think when you're looking for your why, you've got to do some introspection and say, for me, you know, when I think of the best world that, the version of, how can I say, the, the world that I inhabit that's the best for me, that involves part of the how is like not watching the news anymore and ridding myself yeah. of things that I can't control. Not that I don't necessarily want to be unaware of things going on, but I pick and choose what gets past that barrier Filter. Filter, yes. And I think filters are very important when you start talking about your why. You just brought something up for me, man. Um, when you said that um, the filters, like, eliminated the noise. Because I, mm -hmm. what, what I, why, why it resonated with me when you were talking about the filter and, like, not putting things in, your, in, your, in front of you, like the news because I don't, I don't like watching news. People are like, you ain't watching news? No, because it's not what I want. Like, it's not what I want to think about all day. It's like, but this is real life. I said, yes, and I already know it's happening, so I don't need to be reminded that it's happening. Like, death occurs. Like, people get hurt. Things have, we have accidents. Like, these, all these things exist. But if I want to live a certain life, I need to have a clear mind. That means all the noise needs to come out, because I can't be self-aware when everybody got their hands in a pot. And, and is pulling your attention away. Yeah. And I guess that's the point is I, I want to contribute to the best world that I can within my scope of reach. So, and I can't do that. I can't have a positive impact if I'm super pissed off about something that's happened in another part of the world that I have no control over. Right. And I found myself, you know, and I think I've used the news as an example in the past. I found myself getting upset truly upset and stressed over things I had no control over. And it was at that moment that I was, kind of had that realization of like, okay, why am I even watching this? 
it's not contributing to what I want to do as a human. Right. And so I made the decision to cut that out. And I got, it's been the best decision ever. I got two pieces of that, right, for you. Um, I always tell people, you know, people are like, oh, I got this going on in my life and this going on. I hate social media. I hate this. And I asked the, the question. This is a big one, too, like to, to your point about, like, the filter and things that you let in. People tell me, I hate social I said, why did you hate social media? What has it done to you? It's like, well, it's all this negative stuff. I was like, well, just like life, what you like, what they say, you attract things, right? You have this, like this, this, this force of energy that you pull things towards you, with whatever you're resonating, right? Um, and social media is the same way, but it's called an algorithm, right? Yeah. So if you're seeing negative stuff, that means you're involved yeah you pull right. that you're in pulling, like that's what you're clicking on yeah you click it on negative stuff you click it on drama you got people that are drama in your life and so you got all this chaos that your your subconscious telling you like the reason you don't like it is because you don't really need it anyway you don't it shouldn't be there mm -hmm. right and so the problem is not social media the problem is like what you're what you've been letting in and what you've been clicking on and that's the same and you can't be self-aware if you are are always involved in chaos, right? If you're always involved in, even in survival, like for me, like I wasn't, I guess, you know, survival couldn't be within chaos. Um, from the second part of this is like, how did you develop the idea of what your why was, right? What did you, what work did you do internally to decide like this, Okay, this is my why. This is it. Did it just pop up? It was like, oh, this is my why. For me, I think it it's again evolved over time because when I was in the military, my why was trying to take care of of either people I was leading or the people that were around me, which again, you could filter back. It's just become more refined, right? It's it's back then it was more about everybody that was around me and even now it's about everybody that's around me as well but i realize the impact that i have individually and what i do and don't control and that i think is the maturity piece that i've discovered is to your point with the social media if if it's bringing bad stuff to your life and you don't want that if that's not why you want to be or how you want to exist then why do you let it in What's what's causing you? And a lot of that is that victim mindset, yeah. right? Oh, it's the social media sucks or the news. It's everybody else's fault. It's everybody else's <laughs> fault. Well, turn it off. Facts. It's not like you've got a brain chip, a chip in your brain that's they're forcing it in there. Like you literally can just push the ONOFF modulator, right? Turn that thing off. Turn it off. And you can do the same thing with with people with all kinds of different stuff in your life, but. That's where that self-awareness comes in is, is you start to develop a greater understanding of yourself and discovering or uh, uncovering your why, then you can say, what's not contributing to this? To your point, the how, right? So right. if the why is, is to, to make the world as good as I can within my reach, then... For me, allowing a bunch of negative stuff I have no control over is is useless. It's a waste of my time, and I hate wasting time. I've I've recently <laughs> come to that discovery. I is it are we? Hold on, this is I don't I don't want to go down a rabbit hole on this because I think we we could, but is 
is hating wasting time because we've transitioned into the civilian sector? No. And I will say, for me, you know what no. I mean? Yeah, you know, yeah. I, I see what like, you're saying, but the, no. The civilian sector values time, and I don't, even, I don't even know if I would call it value, actually. Well, I remember <laughs> look at sitting in meetings, though. Mm. And this is where I had no control, right? But I remember sitting in meetings sometimes where I'm like, I shouldn't be in here. Like, I have no value added. This meeting is a copy of a meeting we had two hours ago, just set in a different way. It's like reading a parallel novel, you know, where you read the one book. And it's written from the protagonist is character A. Mm -hmm. And then there's another book that's the exact same story, but it's told from character B. Yeah, but it's still the same thing. I sat in meetings like that all the time where I'm like, this is the exact same meeting just told from a different person's perspective. I hated that feeling of I could be doing other things that would be more useful. Right? So now, so that wasn't, you 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 wasn't feeling things with your, um, like, the negative stuff wasn't coming in. Like, it was emptiness at that point. It was, like, the total other end of the spectrum. It was, yeah. like, there, it brought no value at all. Right. And especially if I'm <clears> sitting there <throat> thinking, oh, man, I need to be doing X, Y, and Z, which generally involved helping other people or supporting other people to do whatever it is they were trying to do, especially when I was in a leadership role. And you're sitting there thinking, oh, man, I'm just sitting here. Is that a, do you think that's a distraction from under, like really having that awareness to like discover your why, to uncover it? No, I think if anything, it made it even, it it made it even more apparent because as I'm sitting there feeling Mm. this feeling and I'm asking myself, what am I feeling right now? It helped me discover even more because when I transitioned, you know, and, and I've said this on air before, I always, I ask myself, and then I always ask other people, if I'm talking to folks that are transitioning, what do you not want to do anymore? And the one thing I said is, I don't want to sit in meetings that have no purpose. I don't want to waste time. So, you, so that just got you closer to your why. That's right. And, and wasting time. I know you said that before, too, yeah. but like I, I don't think I was ever in the... I, I, it, like, I, it had more of an impact when you just said it than it, I think it has before on me. Uh, at a, on a personal level, because uh, it, it it has so much to do with every episode we probably didn't ever had. Like, what don't you want to do? Because we, you don't want to feel bad. You don't want to be a bad leader. You don't want to, you know, um, be distant. You don't want to have negative experiences. But we 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 talk so much about what we think we want to do, but it's. It might be even more efficient to ask, what don't I want to do? And I just wrote down transitions. We talk a lot about, oh, we transitioned from the military. But if you think about it, you're transitioning all the time. When right. you get into a relationship, when you have a kid, when you get out of a relationship. Change positions. You, yeah. yeah, you're promoted, you're yeah. demoted, you change jobs. There's always this constant state. And then I would argue that maybe we don't call it transition, we call it evolution. But as we evolve as humans you should constantly be reassessing what brings value to your life and what doesn't. What do I not want to do that I have control over? When I was in the military, you don't always have control over, or if you're at corporate or whatever, you don't have control over, hey, I've got to be in this meeting. But you, there's still a ton of stuff you can take control over. I stopped watching the news while I was still in the military. Now, of course, you go into briefings and you know what's going on in the world because of that, and that's relevant because it's a part of the job. Right. But I quit watching the actual news like two years before I got out of the military 
because I was just so tired of all of it. And it was just like, for me, it was kind of toxic. So again, that goes back to my why is building the best world that I can around me. And I don't mean that in a selfish way. I mean like the piece I can have an impact on because if I'm positive and happy and in a good mood because I'm not dragged down by whatever, you know, news crap was going on, then I'm able to be a happy, positive person to everybody around me. Oh, but it, it, it lends to why you say your why. It's not that your why doesn't, you don't have it. Like you, what it, what it sounds like to me is like you, you understand the root of your why, but as you allow yourself to let go of these worldly things, you get, you become more uh, in tune with it and it, mm. it, 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 it matures. Yeah. It matures because it, it, it exists. It, it was it's been it was born when you were born, but you never got to nurture it. Right. Right. And because you had all these other outside distractions and you weren't self-aware or you was spending time on things where it was taking you away from where you inherently should be, not where you've told yourself you should be. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, I like that. Good. Uh, it's always been interesting to, to look at whys because I've heard a lot of people say, like, your why is evolving. At, at, at first, when I started thinking a why years ago, I would say, no, the why is always the same. The why is always the same. But why would I want it to be always the same? Because if it, it doesn't grow or it doesn't um, evolve, then how powerful will it uh, Am I potentially, let me say it a different way, am I potentially not allowing it to be as powerful as it could be if I say it is what it is. I would agree because your why probably changed when you got married, when you had kids. You know, there's all these things that factor into it, not saying that that becomes your why, but that now factors into your why. Right. The the 19-year-old me had a very different why than the, you know, I don't know if we even had wise. We probably didn't. (laughs) And they existed. I will say this. We existed. We just hadn't uncovered them yet. For sure. For sure. And I think it it really just depends on the person, the maturity, all that kind of stuff. Life experiences. Yeah, life experience. But that's why I think it it continues to grow and evolve and hopefully become deeper, more meaningful. But if you're not self-aware if you're not considering those things about yourself and the impact you're having on the world around you then you probably don't know what your why is and that i think for our listeners is you know how do you develop a why how do you start to think about a why what would what would you say so yours is to make sure that nobody feels like they're alone correct go further on that Well, to, to go further, I first need to go to the origin of it. Um, my life, there are a lot of times in my life where I felt like I was by myself when I was younger. Um, I didn't meet my dad till like I was 10 years old. Uh, my mom was a single mother of three, working all the time. Um, so I was always, I didn't know this until I did the work. Obviously, I had to do the work to get there, and the work meaning the reflection and the space within myself to like, like, why do you feel this way? Uh, What do you, what don't you want in your life? Like to your point, like, I I, I don't want to feel like this anymore. I don't want to feel alone, but why do I feel alone? And it was not because people didn't exist in my life is that when I wanted them the most, 
they were too busy to be there. Mm. Not any fault of their own. I know that because it's, it's survival where I was coming from. But what that taught me is that it wasn't a relationship with them or experiences with them that I that I was missing. I was missing a relationship with myself, right? Because I don't need to be alone because I have me, right? And people are like, oh, that's lonely. No, it's, not, it's lonely because we've never been taught to think about me. But if we are always told that we are the only one that can change our lives, shouldn't we have a relationship with that person, right? Because if you, if you tell them, if, I, if somebody say, Jody could change your life, basically you're telling me to go have a relationship with him mm -hmm. so he can help me change mine. But if I'm in control of changing my life, shouldn't I have a relationship with myself? And so when I meet people now, the reason I do this is because what I've learned over time is if I can teach people how to have a better relationship with themselves, the inner dialogue on a daily basis, they will deal with fear differently. They will deal with anxiety differently. They will deal with races or going into public speaking differently because that takes away that anxiety of everybody expects something of you like you need to make them happy. If you have a relationship with yourself, you are content with that. And then you can get up there and, and, it, and be within your own power, right? You can sit in it, you can stand in it, you can be present in it and understand that what gives you the power to be the best version of you is you. And so I take the time to, to tell people and teach them that and you see it through everyone. You you literally see everyone that 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 don't that they don't understand their why because all the fears of society and everything are weighing on them. It's it's it's, it's covering everything up. So as I talk to one person, two person, people, um, three hundred people over time, I saw a pattern. And I was like, man, if I can do this for myself, what impact can I have on people? And it has literally been the thing that, in a business sense and an impact sense, has changed my life. Literally changed my life. Um, I hope that answers the question a little bit. Yeah, no, it does. And, you know, I was thinking, so then how does this factor into most leaders that we encounter? And I... I reflect on military time and you ask some, you know, a lot of military leaders or probably leaders in general. And you say, why do you do what you do? And their immediate rote answer is oh, I do it for them. I knew that was coming. Cause even, even as parents, I do it for my kids. Yeah. Nobody does it for themselves. And so how can you develop self if you don't know self? And then how do you do that without feeling self-centered? What's the difference between an egotistical jerk, somebody who's self-centered, and somebody who knows themselves and then is using that power within intent, yeah, intent, intent to, yeah. to do good things for others? Yeah. Where's that fine line? Because I've got, you know, and I've, I freely admit, when other people succeed, when I was leading, that did charge my batteries. It filled my tank. It still does. I mean, even For what sure. I'm saying, like that, when I see somebody come in, you know, come into their own power, I am so happy. Like, I'm like, like, they were supposed to make a decision, 
And then they were fighting their own little demons saying, I don't want to do this. I can't do this. I shouldn't be doing this. And then one day they say, you know what? I'm going to do it. I said, damn right you are. And then they, you see him go do it. It's like watching your kids go off the yeah. store. <laughs> you know what I mean? It could be a total stranger. Or for me now, I can see it within myself. Those moments that you'll say something and then I like, I was just changed. Like I was just, I just, I just owned it. Um, it's a, it's a beautiful thing. So I don't think it's, uh, you said there's a fine line. I don't, when it comes down to what their intent is, the two is like, I don't, I don't know. I, I actually don't know. Being comfortable and confident in yourself enough to say, yes, that did give me pleasure. Yes, that, that charged my batteries, filled my tank, whatever you want to say, admitting that it's okay to feel good that other, you know, that you've helped somebody else or you supported somebody else in growth. But does that answer your question, though? Like, like you say it's a fine line. What determines the other side? Because uh, I can see the negative side, too, and they can feel the, yeah, I admit it feels good to me. That's why I do it. Like, but there's the other people, that, and that, I guess that's, you can only answer it within yourself, right? Is it a genuine, hey, I'm satisfied, that, yeah. right? As opposed to because I've met and worked with and for a lot of people that do, and I'm using my air quotes, support their people, but it's it's in a very, like, shallow, hollow way. This reminds me of the season, right? The, the chief the, season. The chief season, the initiation from E67, right, uh, for people listening, because they talk about this thing, because the first classes, the E6s, are... Oh, I, I don't want to say I can say his name on air, but it was one guy because <laughs> one guy um, and he was great on paper. He was phenomenal. But then you heard the verbals from everybody, how what he was doing was. Yeah, he, he created successes and successes in people. But the way he went about it was not it was almost like it wasn't genuine it was all it was purposeful just to receive accolades it was self-serving self-serving and maybe that's the difference right is the self-serving versus servant that then fills self that's it that's it yeah damn season they gave me 2018 came back on me all the chiefs y'all did a great job on me <laughs> i learned something it took me a couple of years to figure it out but I, but that's what I that's how I see yeah. it, right? Because yeah, we talked about it like ad nauseum actually, because it's like it's almost a part of that culture of the of the E sixes, right? Because like I have to be better than you, and so I can get up here. But not all of them are like that. No, but, like, but it's it is a big shift for a lot of people, and that probably you know transcends the military and into corporate or it whatever. Does. Where it's I I call it warming up for the opera, where it's all about me 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 me, mm-hmm. <laughs> and then you shift gears and. All of a sudden, nobody cares how well you perform. It's care. all about how well your team performs. And that's a major shift for most people when they go from individual contributor to leader is, is understanding that it's I'm no longer judged performance-wise anymore on my own merit. It's how the team does. So it's how well am I supporting them and all that kind of stuff. Uh, I guess it could be said if you don't have that, if you don't, if you don't have like the the conversation with yourself and understand what your why is, it it's likely that you'll never make that shift. 
Because you're not really going that direction. You know what I'm saying? You're not going that direction. That's the, you, you're choosing a different path, the me, me, me path. And so why would that create introspection and self-reflection and awareness? It, it, it's, it ain't because you already think everything's fine. It's the same <laughs> as people that... It's an illusion. They do a great job, but they want you to know that they did it. You know, instead of letting the work speak for itself... It's like reminding. And so what would be their why? And, and I guess for our listeners, how would we, what would we recommend are the steps for them? If they're saying, okay, Jody Morgan, I don't know my why, or I've never really given this any thought. Give it thought. Right. So self-awareness. <laughs> yeah, right? give we, it thought. Like that's the, everything we've said, like, because I was literally about to say the listeners, the biggest piece for that, is you got to give it thought. You have to give it thought. And it's a, and you're not going the one thing about giving it thought because I what I do with people say if you ask me that what is my why well all I do is what I think you should be doing with yourself I ask you a lot of questions I tell you to sit with the answers and I tell you to think about it and it doesn't it ain't gonna mean it's gonna happen overnight and it's gonna evolve like you said because the more you understand it and own it it's gonna it's gonna grow but sitting with it is the hardest thing for most people to do. Sitting with that, because they, they don't, they like, they always say, how? Like, how do I do that? You, I guess this, this is the answer. Ask yourself questions. Give yourself the answers. And believe, and uh, I think the other one is like, trust yourself. Well, and I would say trust the feeling that those answers provide. Yes, that's what I'm saying. So, yeah, that's yeah, what I mean. You, trust when yourself. you ask yourself a question and you get the answer and you it elicits a certain feeling, trust that feeling. Most of us don't. Right. Because we'll, we'll get a feeling and we're like, that doesn't meet what society is saying. And we do it, like, sometimes we don't do it consciously at all. But it's like, oh, I want to go, you know, I, I'll speak about, you know, um, college kids. If you If you look at it. Their parents are saying, I want you to go do this, and this is the right thing to do. This is where the money is. This is where success is. This is how you have the white picket fence and the dog mm -hmm. and the house and the family. And then you're telling yourself, like, I don't want to do, do that. I don't want to do that. That sounds awful. I, it, yes, but you do it anyway. Right. Right? And because you're afraid if you do the opposite, you won't have success. When I 100 believe when you own you, success is going to even look different. Right. And I would, the thing that was bubbling up for me is ask yourself when you're, when you're reflecting, when do I feel the most joy or happy or fulfilled? However you want to describe that. What are the things that, that bring that sense of fulfillment to me? And then start to peel the onion on that because that's most likely where your why. And have the courage to admit, yes, it feels good to me when, when the people on my team succeed. Okay, that's okay. It so how do you help them succeed? Yeah, right, exactly. It's that simple, yeah. You start pulling that apart, but then ask yourself, does it make me feel good because I've generally supported and helped them, or does it make me feel good because it makes me look good? That might be the separation between, in that example, mm -hmm. of is my why genuine or is it still about me? And your why can be about you. I'm not saying it can't be. I'm saying for me it's not. Yeah. But for others out there it can be, and that's totally fine. I think mine is for me. It helps others, but it's for me. I it don't, fulfills I, I, me. Yeah, I don't want anyone else to feel like I felt and right. to see that brings me sadness. But that fulfills you. Correct. I'm talking more like, 
always in the military, I called it the Ed McMahon's disease. There was a show called Star Search, you know, and the. Right, you say right. it like I don't, I don't know what it well, is. Well, for our younger listeners out there, <laughs> because there were especially a lot of chiefs you would see reaching for the stars, reaching for senior chief, reaching, right. you know. So, for those of you who don't know, you get a, your rank gets a star on it. They were more concerned about that mm -hmm. than they were about genuinely what the team, like the growth within the team, because the growth doesn't have to be professional. I remember like coaching and mentoring people when they would say, oh, you know, I would ask them, what are your goals, right? I want to get out of the military and go to college. And I know you don't want to hear that. I'm like, no, I do. I totally want to hear that. My goal is not, I, I'm, my success is not determined by how many people I keep in. I want to make sure you've got a plan, you've thought it through. Success for all people looks different. They didn't know what to do with that, did they? You wasn't telling them. No, it, yeah. They, you you just, wasn't telling them what everybody else said. Because you got probably had 10 people told them the total opposite. And one person actually said yes to what they wanted. And they were like, Because what those is 10 that? people, a lot of them would use <laughs> scare tactics. You're never going to make it outside. And all this other stuff you would hear compared to people that really, you know, once you say, no, that's, that's awesome. Tell me about that. And they would be like, okay, well, I, I want to go to school here. Cool. Where are you going to live? What are you going to study? You start asking them questions about yeah. that. And then, you know, the other that's when they say that, that I, I think that's when they say, why did I like, why did I like him? Why did I like that? Even as a leader, because he actually listened to me, that he cared about driver, me. Yeah. You know what I mean? I think it was, they cared about what I wanted and who I wanted to become. And I think that's a great example of somebody who, in my mind, like I genuinely care about the people genuinely. And I want to make the world better for them or help them find the best version of the world for themselves right. compared to somebody who's going to tell them, no, you need to stay in so that my retention numbers look good. Right. That's the self-serving versus service to others piece, at least for my why. Man, I'm glad you didn't tell nobody that why you was in. <laughs> I told everybody. Really? I don't care. Oh, my goodness. Because a lot of those people, Morgan, that got out, went on to do amazing things, and they're ambassadors. Oh, I agree with you on that. I, no, I know, but yeah. then they're also ambassadors for the organization. Because if they leave supported. feeling supported, But people don't look at it that to, way, though. No, but that's the reality. Yeah. And then the people that did stay, stayed because they loved it and enjoyed being a part of what we had. But then you could give that to them. You don't have to talk to them about the... It's, it's like the opposite, total opposite that's of the other right. one. Instead of, I always tell people, like, I don't... As long as you do your time and you do your job, you can come... You can do four years, you can do 20. It don't matter to me. Yeah. I just want you to, to, to make right choices. If you're going to get out, then let's go that direction. Let's set that up for success. If you're going to stay in, that looks if you don't know, I'm, let's work with that too. That's right. That's right. <laughs> but it all comes down to, to helping those people create the best world for themselves. That doesn't even sound right when you say it out loud. And why, do, why it doesn't sound right, not in a negative way, mm -hmm. for me anyway, it doesn't sound right because it's not what people mostly are saying. That's what it is, because I'm not used to hearing that. I know it's right, and I, I believe that it's right, but it doesn't sound right in a sense where it's not something that, that society echoes for. Right. It just doesn't, because, you know, I can if you if you said, oh, we're going to have hurricanes every, every this sudden, oh, I heard it all the time, and so that's, that's normal, and I can accept that. But then you telling them to, like, hey, I want to support you in what you want to do, and that's going to make you the best for your, the organization, and if you need, don't need to be here, you should probably go. Instead of, no, you have no other choice. This is the best choice for you. Ain't nothing out there. Yeah. That don't even sound. 
<laughs> no, but it happens. Yeah, and it not happens just in the, the military. It happens all over. Everywhere. Time. Because it's self-serving. Yep. Right? Self-serving because I know some, there are people on here listening that have had bosses that have known the quality of having them on their team, but don't want to let them go to do training, take vacations, take time off, because if they, if if you leave, then who's going to do all the amazing work? And Morgan, I used to, I was probably notorious <laughs> for saying this. Fire, and it, this is has a different connotation in the military than it does in the civilian world. I would say fire your number one performers, meaning promote them up, right? If if Morgan is my my star performer. Empower. I guarantee you somebody else is chomping at the bit to get in their shoes. So when an opportunity presents itself for Morgan to do something better, get him out of here and put him in a position where he can continue to grow because now you're bringing every single person that was behind you up. But people don't want to do that, to your point. That's what made me think of it. They want to hold on to their best performers because it's comfortable. He's stagnant. Instead, they become, like, they get stagnant. them out. Like, let them be the ripple Right. Get them out of there. Get them into a different yeah. place where they can continue to grow and spread that love and spread that like greatness. And then let all the people that they've obviously mentored and trained come up behind them. And and fill those shoes. That's how that cycle. Let them go. Let them go. Fire your best people. And I don't mean fire like literally, but these opportunities. Sometimes. Would, well, yeah, sure. But these <laughs> opportunities would pop up and. <clears throat> I would reach out to the mess and I would, you know, the, the group of chiefs for those listening in and say, hey, this opportunity's popped up. I need a first class to go do this. And a lot of people would say, oh, well, and I'd say, hey, what about so-and-so? You're always bragging about him. Yeah, but that's my number one. Good. Give them this opportunity because it's better for them. And then weren't you the one who was just arguing that it's hard to write the evaluations because your number one and your number two are doing so much of the same stuff? Yeah. Okay. Well, then let number one grow even further and bring number two into the number one position. And then all the way down the line, everybody gets to bump up. And you're just continuing that cycle. So, Selflessness. Well, I mean, Selflessness, being self-aware. Looking at things from a macro perspective. Everything too. comes down to self, though. It does. It does. You gotta, you've got to be comfortable enough in that situation to say, okay, I'm willing to take the risk. I'm willing to get out of the comfort zone for everybody's benefit and growth. Where the where so the where the why exists, it, it, it exists only within you, and it's that it's that that unheard conversation that you get to have with yourself that will develop your your why and how it's going to resonate in the world or with others. And I would encourage the listeners to write stuff down too. As you're as you're doing this work and you're asking yourself these questions and having these revelations, write it down so you can actually go back and look at it after, you know, after some time has elapsed. Mm -hmm. And then it would be interesting, and it probably wouldn't happen because young people, I, I'm just thinking back to when I was young, I wouldn't do that. But wouldn't it be interesting if I'd started that process when I was in my teens to see how much it's evolved to where I am now, mm -hmm. right? But most, you know. Most young folks are concerned with a whole bunch of other stuff, which is fine. I mean, that's what it's all about. But yeah, yeah, living. Yeah. If you're listening to us, you're probably in a place where you will sit down and write it out and look at stuff and really evaluate what you stand for. I agree. That's all I got, man. All right. Well, I think that's going to wrap us for another episode of That L Word podcast. Share it with your friends. Uh, leave us some stars and reviews. I, I checked them 
two days ago and we're up to like 63 reviews or stars or whatever. And then we've got, I think like almost 30 people have actually written something. That's good. It's good, but yeah, we, need, we more. need more. We need more. Help us. <laughs> understand, understand that our purpose is to help you change your lives. Uh, but that input is so important to us uh, to hear what you think and how can we can be better. And don't always think you have to put the uh, – we want the positive. We, we Believe me, we want the story, we want the positive, but we also want to hear uh, what you want to hear. We also want to know – what you think about the quality of the podcast that we're putting out so we can make it better, so we can improve it. We want to constantly be looking to you for advice so we can also be doing the same thing with Ian, you know, that that self-reflection that we talked about most of this episode. But we need you. We need your input. And so please leave us a, a comment and share us with your friends. All right. Thanks for hanging out, everybody. See you later. Bye.